Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March 10th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, okay. I'm doing, I'm doing good. I, I'm here on Westy Island. In case anybody here is windblown, you know, I'm just decided to head down to the head down to the villa on Westy Island for a little while. An outdoor recording. You can do that. You can afford that down in Florida. I know. Not, they don't have any winter. I actually, I do want to. I do want to forewarn all my, you know, fellow upper Midwesterners. I'm getting lots of people are texting me about the temperature up there. It's wonderful. And I, I just don't want anybody to fall into the trap of fake spring. It's a real thing. Fake spring. fake spring. It is the time of year when you might get tricked in the upper Midwest into thinking that spring's right around the corner before it just slaps you in the face with a hard dose of reality and, and real winter for a couple weeks before real spring might start. I don't even think we have real spring. That's one thing the Midwest, upper Midwest doesn't have. We have real winter. We do not have real spring. So don't, you know, don't get too used to things. Fake spring is a real thing. One thing I always used to make fun of was like when I was in high school, college, like kids jumping the gun when it went like either in the fall or the spring. Like if it dips, like goes above 60, you got to start wearing flip flops or like a minute it goes below like 70, you like show up to school in your fleece, your new, your new fleece vest or whatever it is. Like, all right, buddy, come on. It's like, you're like, gotta be sweating your ass off in that thing. And it applies to spring, like, like throttle, you know. Throttle in slowly. You just don't. You don't need to show up in you know flip flops and a tank top as soon as it gets above sixty degrees. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, jumping the gun was always a phenomenon we used to make fun of. You know, the the best weather though is is where you have one long sleeve on one. You could go shorts, long sleeve shirt, or or yeah. long pants and a short sleeve shirt. That's the I ideal weather. Saying. So some appendage is is you know uncovered. Right, you get a little, you little air on either. one of the appendages. Yeah, you okay. you have the choice. You. you have the options. Gotcha. It's that's that's ideal. Um, gotcha. You know, I just to get some matter of business off the top. Friend of the program, Shane Bacon, is demanding an apology from me. He says that why I I am not correct. I he wants me to apologize for calling calling him out about Westy not having signature wins, and I won't. I'm not apologizing for that. This is me sticking a foot in the ground. I'm not apologizing. Shane was on TV today. Big live from debut. His fancy boy in his little suit and tie or coat and tie. He was he was he's demanding apologies from this vagabond podcaster, huh? Yeah. It's kind of amusing. Um I What's his signature win? Are we going down this rabbit hole again? I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Okay, cuz you might not have a good answer. I'm concerned about Westy. Do you see Willett WD with COVID? Oh no! 
and Helen was posting Instagram stories yesterday saying Team Westwood. One member of Team Westwood has a hangover. Thanks for the hospitality. Will it? Team Will it? So, uh, Westy Island may, you know, not, not, you know, pray for the best, hope for the best, hope Danny Willett's good, but, you know, That's hope not, Westy not good news. avoids that. I know. I know. All right. We're on to the gold standard uh, or, or a big event. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Big event. Whatever. <laughs> Jay Monahan went on CNBC a year to the day after he went on with the markets just blood red behind him and everybody grim and them not wanting to talk about the new rights deal. And I, I felt bad for him because Joe Kernan of CNBC just, I mean, totally out over his skis. Like he just popped up, has no idea what anything was. Starts to asking Jay, like, well, you know, there's no silver lines but pandemic. But, you know, how about having ma- two masters in six months? You got to just love that. And, and, and Jay Monahan is there to talk about, you know, the players and golf. The tour. Incredible. Just looks like he's seen a ghost. Utterly incredible. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And uh, so he had to pivot. I, I, you know, he got dealt a bad hand by the CMB's curtain, and he pivoted to the super season. And, you know, we got five big events. The first of this week starts this week. I, Just I trying to shoehorn, major. shoehorn himself in, trying to use this. It's a classic play, you know. Make people, you know, he's trying to hypnotize people thinking there's five big events. Well, come on. I mean, he's getting asked about the Masters. I well, actually thought have, it was He should have like, answered. He's got to yeah, pivot to talk awesome. about his own product. He should have said a normal human, a normal human yeah. would have been like, yeah, you know what? That's awesome. You know, there's two two Masters. People talk to me Not- about other golf podcasts all the time. And you know what I say? I say, yeah, they're great. They're great podcasts. I don't immediately pivot to talk about my own podcast. I yeah, acknowledge yeah, that true. there's other golf podcasts, just like he should have acknowledged. Yeah, you know, it is pretty awesome yeah. getting two masters. That's what a normal human being would do. <laughs> That's a good rebuttal. That's a great point. I, I hate talking about our own. Yeah, I don't like our yeah. own. It's, you just say, hey, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? There I are, mean, that I know is he's awesome. there for a purpose. It's pretty but. cool to see the Masters get played in the fall for the first time in, you know, and maybe last time this decade. That's, that would have been an awesome response. That would have been completely off-brand of the tour who only cares about themselves and the, just entire self-indulgence tour, which we have this week. <laughs> We're coming in hot. It's gold standard week, baby. I just have to add one detail about that. I can't believe this is leading the show. But I talked to somebody in the business who would know about this, was not involved in this specific CNBC interview, but would know about the protocols and maybe the tour. So there had to have been like 10 VPs at the tour and maybe on NBC's side that like made sure that exact thing did not happen. Coaching Kernan or the whole, the production crew at CNBC, making sure that precise thing would not happen. Confusing, you know, the PGA Tour with the PGA Championship or any of the majors. Just talk about the players. And then right off the bat, how great is it to have two masters in six months? So, all right. Do you think he did it on purpose? He's still holding the grudge from having to interview him when COVID was barreling down on the United States and ruining. Do you think this was this was a grudge question? It was I a spite question. Do you you I don't really watch the curb, you do you? 
curb. Yeah. I mean, I do, I'm not fully up on it. Yeah. I watched, you I, know, I, it went in and out. If you missed yeah. the spite store, maybe it was a spite question. Oh, I missed, I know, I know the spite store. I yeah. did see it's that. It's just one. a spite yeah. question. Interview, interviewers yeah. have yeah. spite questions. <laughs> it could have been. Could have been. Um, all right. It's Players' Championship Week. We are recording this Tuesday afternoon, about 5 p.m. It's 70 degrees here. I'd like to have a beverage while grilling outside, so we're going early. And we don't drink a podcast, so, uh, you know, we're going to podcast. Right. We'll have a drink we, don't, we don't drink a, sometimes. <laughs> Most of the time, we don't. Yeah. Most. I'm not gonna get my. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna say all the time we don't because there have been okay. some instances where I have. I mean, <laughs> appreciate your candidness there. Uh, it, it's gold standard week. Schedule for the week. Players championship, and then we have the cutter, commercial bank, uh, cutter masters, which is really getting the shaft here. Oh, actually, you know what we do? What we have here? What we have a players championship battle. A players championship off because we have the players championship the the one that they capitalize in sawgrass we have the commercial bank cutter masters on the european tour with the 2021 azuzu which i didn't even know that was a car still i, <laughs> I, I love it it was popular when we were <laughs> the you know, azuzu suzuki kids. i remember the suzuki yeah azuzu queensland open pelican waters golf club queensland so that's and then our last is the players championship hosted by dane Dane Fairn Golf Estate, which is, seems to be a, an Africa tour. In that South sounds Africa. like so a, a great event of the week. Players the, the other players' the other. championship. <laughs> it's the event of the week. I knew, I knew as soon as I said I it. Love the, I love that. You know, this is the thing. Golf's always afraid about going up against football. Here's this South African tour event <laughs> called the Players' Championship. And guess what? They're not afraid against, uh, about going up against the real thing. On the Sunshine Tour. No strength of field listed just yet. But, uh, yeah, multiple players championships. I wonder if Kosia is playing that. He probably is. You know, he probably is. <laughs> um, and I wonder if he was even qualified for the Sawgrass one. He'd probably, you know, take a pass, object, and just stay home, play the other players championship. So, it's gold standard week. Cutter Masters is just, uh, from what I could tell, it's on, like, for an hour in the morning on Golf Channel, like 6.30 a.m. So you're, you, no LPGA, no Champions Tour, no KFT. Even if there was, it wouldn't be on TV. Uh, is there no KFT? Am, am I mistaken there? I don't think so. There may be it. There may be How a, could they? they yeah. There's no way. They have to have all hands on deck for the players. That's fair. That's true. Um, I just thought I saw, what am I looking at? Yeah. There's nothing for a bit. Um, all right. So that's it. It's gold standard week. I want to say, make a serious note. Our, our sort of, I don't know, poking the bear irritation with the players has nothing to do with the actual event, the course, the field, the, uh, the celebration, the actual on the ground uh, enthusiasm, the party. I, I'm trying to not use the word vibe, if you can't tell. Uh, everything about it, I think, is really, really good. I love you I know, love the players. It's I, awesome. I hate everything that is promoted about the players. Our backlash <laughs> is against the way they tell the story or the way they cram it down your throat and the way they promote it and the way they try to crowbar and just don't let the actual the goodness of it breathe as opposed to, you know, really be beating you over the head with um, 
kind of bells and whistles that actually end up turning you off. Flower so there's barges. a backlash against that. Oh. Someone, Will Knights was suggesting that all the flowers this year are gold. Blue and gold? Are there blue flowers? I don't know. But but the, the flower barge may be, you know, he may be laid off with the switch to March. You know, there's just not enough that they're not trying to do, have them popping out there on the island. But nevertheless, I really like the actual golf event. I love it. Um, being there, the one time I was there was fantastic. It means a lot. That's where we met. Yeah. It's it always going to be a special place in our hearts. <laughs> it is where we met. Um, this podcast might not exist if it wasn't for the players. Probably wouldn't. They it might they might be able to claim claim ownership or something of it. All right, easy. Don't give them any ideas. Uh, so I I really love the event. It means a lot to that region. There are people who have 20, 30 year, maybe more associations with going. It's like a it's it's you know, they always kind of have this complex about Augusta National because it's also a non-rotation venue. But in terms of that, like year over year familiarity for people in that region, in that area, it means a lot. Um, people at the tour, a lot of people at the tour, like work their absolute ass off. This is this is their big. They work really hard, and um, you know, I'm not trying to be too laudatory here, but uh, I like the event, and I'm really happy we have it. I got really into watching like the preview coverage with Shane and others, that thinking like it's just a familiar feeling. Uh, and it's good to be back. So we'll get into the backlash. It's, we've already popped off at Monaghan a little bit, but just wanted to dis- offer that disclaimer. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great event. I can't wait to watch the actual golf in between all the other nonsense bullshit. So um, you have any reaction? Any thoughts on the players? What are you most excited about? Like, what do you are want your my three, three things? things? Yes. Well, I'm, this is a little damper. The West... Westies, first player in four years. That's his number one. Is it? Yeah. So he's just been a an objector as well. I don't no, know no if he's been it. qualified for it. What are the qualifications? I, I mean, Kramer Hickok took Willett's spot. Well, That's like top 125 on tour makes it. And then I, I think you have to be they, top 50 in the world. Anurban Lahiri took Kepka's spot. I did notice they bumped the field size to 154 to or 50. Yeah, it's going to be a big problem. I mean, we're still in mid-March. It's not like June, the U.S. Open or the PGA in late May. We don't have, we don't have daylight savings time, as you know. We don't have that extra hour of daylight. <laughs> as we, as I caught my, you caught me the other day before I made a big idiotic. Uh, I should have let you go down the that. go down the path a little <laughs> bit longer. Should have asked questions rather than objected. First tee times at like six forty-five. They're going to be out there at the crack of dawn. Well, Westy is early. out there early, so he's Ooh. got he's got five top eights in his player's career. It's a golf course that fits him. Interesting. And uh, he's out there with, uh, for once, an ally in arms, a fellow boy in brown. Lou Eustacen, the two boys in brown paired together, two UPS boys in the same group, as well as big shot Bob McIntyre. Oh, he's at 656. Yeah, bright and early before coverage. Yeah. They, so you think this is a consolidation? This is like Operation a... Brownout. 
It's like that Rigdon tweet, Jay Rigdon tweet last year of them putting all the PGL hopefuls in the same group so they wouldn't be out spreading the gospel. It's kind of isolating them. It, it was I forget who it was, like Bryson and Reed. It's, it's just so they wouldn't be able to convince other people, kind of quarantine them, so to speak. Keep keep uh, UPS, uh, keep UPS in a very small part of the property. We've we've heard about the vast acreage. You put them together. Oh, a lot about the acres, outdoor acres. <laughs> you can put them in there together with each other. You're eliminating yeah. the exposure across the acreage. You think the PGA Tour live like production truck just gets a note at the start of the, like 6:56 a.m. tea time under no circumstances. I don't care if there's a hole in one. That 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 tea time has been red flagged. They will not be appearing well, on camera. I think Big Shot Bob is in this pairing. Because of his call out of Kyle Stanley going against the tour, you know, against the American. Another non-member, right? Yeah. He's probably not a member. So, so I think that's uh, why I got lumped in with these two. It's the Misfit group. Fantastic. It's a band of misfits. It is a band of misfits. They are. They do speak their mind a little bit. Okay. That's, so that's a good. So you are you bullish on Westy? I'm, if he's yeah. in the field, doesn't have to withdraw from COVID positive assuming, test. Assuming COVID. I mean, I'm worried about being on the island right now if Westy yeah. gets COVID. Yeah, it's not great. Um, okay. So you, you like his prospects? What are you saying? Yeah, I like his prospects. Could, I think okay. he can finish right. top five. Come in hot out of the gate. Okay. What's your second thing to watch? Anybody's ball game, as we've talked with Joe Pita about mm-hmm. in the past, this golf course, like there are no historical trends. And I think that's awesome. Like there are no, there's nothing to point to. There's no dominant indicator of like, hey, this is, a, you know, a ball strikers golf course. This is a putters golf course. This is all about the long ball. This golf course literally favors no skill, like significantly more than others. So yes. I think that's cool. I think it's really neat. It's a anybody in the field can win. It's a it's a golf course that does do a decent job mitigating distance. I don't necessarily think it's in the best way. You're not going to see Bryson hit a lot of drivers out here because he just flat out runs out of room. Um, yeah. So you're going to see a golf course where people play from similar areas into greens, and then the greens are very difficult to hit. Um, you got chip it well you got to do everything well out here this week to win so that that is a a neat thing i think pete dye's uh kind of philosophy of design on is, is really great it, your the scores are going to be low it's not necessarily about you know how is mm-hmm. golf course defense par because you know as we know sure. pars stupid um right. but it does place a large challenge on all aspects of your game um that, I saw it was like 7,100 on the card, something like that. It's not for the longest. And, you know, I think Ron was talking about all the cross bunkers and water. It's like you just can't. You don't hit driver here. So, um, Well, you used to hit driver everywhere. But right. they're such right. good athletes now that that's, that's not the case anymore. I think JT kind of let something out of the bag. Said it'll never – it'll always be soft. To a certain extent mm-hmm. in March, it's just never going to be able to be firm, like which is an obvious point. But I feel like we're now going on two years of seeing some pretty firm golf courses in Florida in the month of March, whether, you know, last year at Bay Hill and, and Honda and concession, right? Concession wasn't a, a pillow uh, and, and Bay Hill again 
this past week. So I don't know to hear it. Maybe JT was just talking in generalities, not saying this week is especially soft, but and he's just comparing March to May and all the ryegrass and the, just the time of year. Um, but I thought that was a little, a little unfortunate. There's give and takes for, between switching between March and May. More you get wind more than wind, March, allegedly. Yeah. 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 You get Have more you done wind. any investigative reporting on that? I don't know. know it's windy wind? down okay. at Westy Island. It's, uh, okay. so. <laughs> it's okay. probably windy there. <laughs> well, you were just up there. I was, uh, I was in Lapland. In Lapland. you have any course takeaways? It was, I mean, it was decently it was it green. Mean, it was very green. It was in okay. great shape. Good. I mean, it's, it's, it's strikingly green. Like, the greenest... It is an interesting thing, just in general... When you look at the overall philosophy of when it was built, what the tour was when it was built, which, you know, the PGA Tour was like kind of like a scrappy startup in the sure. early 80s when it was built by Dean Beeman and obviously Pete Dye. And Pete Dye knew know that they didn't have a ton of money and he designed it to be like a low maintenance golf course. Like, Hey, low inputs. This is going to take a lot to maintain it. You know, it could be scruffy. You know, this is the whole philosophy. It, you know, they're a scrappy startup. And now they've just like, they just try and it, it's totally their attempt to make it look like Augusta because they think that's what the magic behind Augusta is the immaculate greenness of it. It's very clear. That's what's going on. I mean, the, the ground screw, the superintendent, um, Jeff, uh, God, I'm blanking on his last name. God, what is it? Jeff, uh, the superintendent does an unbelievable job there. Um, I mean, I'm blanking on the name, but, uh, I mean, they no longer have a startup. Jeff Plotz. Okay. Okay. Um, he does an unbelievable job out there. And, uh, but like, yeah, it's like this evolution of like what a golf course looks like when you're a scrappy startup and really an endearing, you know, project to what it looks like when you're a billion dollar organization and when every uh, billion dollar nonprofit organization and you need somewhere to dump a bunch of money at the end of every year. Well, now it feels like, yeah, it's well staffed from what I understand. Assistant super for maybe each hole is just they're 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 taking good care of it. it. It's looking green. It's it's in perfect shape. Uh, okay. All right. So that was your big takeaway from coming out of there. Lo- looks immaculate for television. Now, is there a new T on 12? Yes. Oh. Most of the players did not even know it because they hadn't even been out there, but they were being asked about it. I saw it last night on TV. So they, they, they moved it back to three, 370. So we're going on, and Benny Everill of PGATour.com was asking them all about it. Everybody came in. Most of Rory's like, oh, there is? What's it at? Bryson just totally flabbergasted, blindsided. Really? Oh, I got to get out there and see it. I mean, this is what are we going on? How many years? What's questions about the changes? I think it's four four years of new holes and four years of changes. (laughs) Just, uh, it's just a a shining example of the TPC, the crack TPC design team in action. So, really nailed it. The best is that journalists like the. Hey, nobody calls it out that it's just complete shit. Like it's I can't think of every year. I can't think right. of a hole that's gone through this many changes this early. Like it's just complete shit. It's three seventy now. 
Well, th- yes. And so what? What the this. fuck is the point of it now? As it was explained to me, and I saw actually I saw this on TV last night too. The I'm still kind of trying to figure out the back tea seems to be a primarily for Thursday and Friday to facilitate pace of play. Oh. So th- I guess that they don't have guys the going darkness. for it, and then on the but on the Bryson weekend, still might go for it. Yeah, and then on the weekend, you know, they might play the up tee when there's, you know, they're not racing. When they want it to be a par three. From the up tee, it should be changed to a par three because they're. Well, what are the what's the up tee? What yardage are we talking about? Like whatever, three hundred yards, whatever. You a know, par three. They, it on. is. There's no risk. The, what about the water down the left? But nobody no? makes it. Everybody makes threes and fours. It's like one of those binary holes where like there's two outcomes. There's that's the problem with it. That's all my my beef with sure. it. <laughs> the, the, sure. the, the tour said it was too severe the first year. It was like the one of the easiest holes on tour. The players are just. So, I mean, should is, you be this putting is on what happened. This is what happened. Play concerns. This is on, what happens when you're worried about players. This is, yeah. this whole is what happens when you actually value P- PGA Tour player feedback. Is that you'll change it and chase your tail around, spending millions of dollars year after year after year. Now, a new tee. This probably cost them a hundred grand this year. I want to be fair. Knowing that they probably have some very, it's an expensive tea box. I can guarantee you it's on the expensive end of a tea box. I mean, that, that's 15 days of moat operation, keeping the moat, you know, staffed and floated and, you know, clean and circulated. That, that's, that's not the, that's the, that's the half, power, half that's the power bill on the drawbridge yeah. for a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 12 is, is different again. I don't know. Could could get interesting. But uh, those are there any other holes out there that are really like the players are, are could put their, you know, have put their thumb on the scale that are real problem issues or uh, problem areas or I don't know. It, it just doesn't feel like you hear that much more about a single hole like well, this they're used where it's to possibly it. being tweaked. They're used yeah. to it. So like. This yeah. is the thing. Well, it was a new unveiling, yeah. and everybody's <laughs> been bitching about it ever since. Yeah. They, these guys, if they're used to it, they're fine with it. Like it's like yeah. everything, you know. They get used to it, and they're like, "Oh, okay." You know, like yeah. their knee-jerk reactions always happen to new things because it's different, and it's like, "Oh, well, this is this isn't good," you know. Even though it could be great, they right. their natural reaction is to reject anything new. It's right. kind of that. It's a real thing with society in general. Um, I mean, well, I, we don't need to do that much more on this, but I, I think like putting in new tee boxes for pace of play reasons, is that common? Is that a thing for a PGA tour event for only half of it? I don't know. I well, guess you it's know, a you put in opportunity a lot of to spend to money, accommodate, you know, professional events at a lot of different venues. So, all right. Uh, what's your third thing? That was it. The 12 T. Oh, you Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I thought that was just an impromptu question. No, no. I just, All right, good. I wanted to make sh- make sure I know you knew a little bit more about it. Oh, yeah. But most people just did, the players had no no clue that it had been changed yet again. So, um, what do you think hey, Bryson do did? Do you think he ran right out there after the press conference? <laughs> he was banging balls on the range in front of some 
power garage. I don't know what kind of range. They got, you know, every kind of facility out there. He's just hitting ball. There's just against this backdrop of this big garage door. He's been out there all afternoon. Just apparently hit over like a hundred some drivers, maybe 150 drivers. I don't know. So, you know what? One of the best pictures I've ever seen was what the town crier going out to greet his people. What was that? I saw it on Twitter. Like Horschel, Billy, yeah, or... Horschel was walking out of the clubhouse, and there's like a, a sea of of reporters waiting to talk to him, like ten or twelve of them. <laughs> and Billy, Billy had his hands up, like <laughs> always, always available for comment. Fantastic! Hey, let's do an ad read. All right, we have a new old partner, great friends of the program. Not unfamiliar, but but new for for this year. First time this year. Uh, Beach Ratty. They are the official apparel of the Shotgun Start and the Fried Egg as well. Our, our sister podcast um, and, and brand or whatever website. What is the Fried Egg? Media company? I don't know. What, what, do you think, what do you think the tour would call it? I don't know. Some... That's what some I some sort of I, like a business unit activated. I don't know. I don't know what they would call it, but multi multi platform <laughs> activation unit. Beachratty is official official apparel of Shotgun Start and the Fried Egg. Uh, they're this is a Dratty theme week. They're taking over the Players Championship week. We have a promo code, the SGS exclusive for all you shotgunner nut jobs out there. SGS 25 will get you 25% off site-wide at bdratty.com. 25% uh, that, nice. That's not an insignificant amount of money. That's a very, that's a legit promo code. SGS 25. Some of some of these brands don't give us, they give us pennies, right? And we won't name names. I'm, I'm are you calling out up. our sponsors? But what are you, what are you doing? I'm just making stuff up. SGS 25 is legit <laughs> uh, promo code. bdratty.com. So, well, we don't discount the coffee, so we're guilty ourselves. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, they are pretty much the only polo I wear now. They are my absolute favorite boxer. No, this is no bullshit. Uh, obviously, the person behind it, Billy Dratty, has become a friend, a friend of the program. Uh, I think it's good to actually know the person involved with making your clothes or, you know, seeing up front that, hey, this person has literally spent probably most of their life walking around thinking about clothes. Think about every cut, every think button. Think about having that in every your brain. Stitch. Think about walking down the street and thinking about It's like about you clothes. with your your nonsense, you know, whatever, architecture or something. But I just, I like that. I like that whatever shirt I have, whatever I'm wearing, Billy was probably, you know, at one point or another in his life thinking about every detail of it. As opposed to, I don't know, some mass produced shit with the name on it. No, probably doesn't even know what's in it or how it was made or where the stitches are, where the buttons are. So Some I like generic that about name on it. Right. Uh, I'm going to talk about the boxers. They are the Richard boxer. I don't know who that's named after. Maybe Richard S. Johnson, the Dick you know, boxer. That seems, seems like good origin for calling it the richard boxer i bought a couple of these when billy had us out to his golf course i did it because i thought it'd be nice he had us out it's like hey i'm buying your 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 stamped apparel boxer you know it was just an act of i don't know a salute a hat tip for having us out 
Then I, I took them home, and I'm obsessed with them. Like, I, I, honestly, I didn't know what to expect. I'm not going to say, like, I got them because I expected them to be the best. I got them as a hat tip. Now they're the only boxers if I'm trying to f- fill my entire underwear drawer with the Richard Boxer from BDratty.com. That's my one top recommendation here off the top. It's like not too baggy. It's not too tight. It's incredibly soft. It just is perfect. And that's, you know, it's Peruvian Pima cotton. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah. Is it Pima? Soft, right, soft shit. Make sure. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that that's the the official details of it. That's my one recommendation. Do you have anything? Apparently, they they new spring is the Brendan woven button down. How about that? Who'd they name that after? I, I think know, they Brendan forgot. Todd, maybe? They forgot a forgot an exclamation mark after Brendan. <laughs> I doubt that's me. But do you have any suggestions? I got tons for of suggestions. Off? Pretty much all I, I wear. It's like I know pullovers. Button downs, boxers. Especially for a quarantine. I bought no nothing last year, you know? And no reason right. to buy clothes that I I just wore B Dratty stuff all the time. I mean, the Liam Polo, if you don't have any B Dratty stuff, the Liam Polo is a great first purchase. It's their classic pocket polo, uh Peruvian Pima cotton, as you mentioned. <laughs> Pronounced. One of the things that's neat. You know, obviously like you you buy stuff at golf clubs and and that's cool, but you never want to be like the logo guy that's got like eight logos on. You don't want to be that yeah. guy. Yeah. So like one of the neat things they do, they have like a monogram thing where you can you can get it monogrammed. It's a nice right. little touch. A monogram thing where you can get it monogrammed. Yes, yeah, so mon- yeah. you that's go on. You can you get a Liam Polo monogrammed. Okay. On the so you go on the website. It's bdraddy dot com okay. and you can do it. So that's cool little difference. And then you won't have like eight logos on you, you know, or it's just like a nice little different thing. Yeah, I agree. Good, good suggestion there. SGS 25. They are shotgunners. They are listeners. They are friends of the program. Uh, Get out and support Be Dratty at BeDratty.com. All right, let's move on. Uh, do you want to do some favorite tea times? I, I know you've already done the boys in Brown and Bobby Mack. That's an obvious one That's that a, jumps yeah, off the page. Yeah, jumps off the page. That the is... featured groups, if we're, you know, checking Hey, can the I ask you a question? And... Off topic question. Sure. It's really been on my mind. I haven't, you know, I'm obviously an Illinois fan, so I'm a little biased, but I wanted to get somebody's neutral take. This is maybe not the right place in the middle. Stuff to do with tea times or what are we? No, it doesn't about? have anything to do with tea I times. Know. I know. I can tell. All right. So Illinois had a great season. Big 10. Went 16 and four. Beat Michigan the one time they played by 20 points. 20 points without without their unanimous first team Uh All-American. Michigan had a great year. Went 13 and three. Obviously, program was shut down for, for COVID. So they go thirteen and three. Illinois goes sixteen and four. Michigan okay. is deemed the Big Ten champions because of winning percentage. This is the first uh, time ever that the Big Ten champion hasn't been the team that won the most ga- conference games. Illinois wins the head-to-head, and Michigan gets the crown despite not playing four games. 
I mean, what what is your opinion? What do you think? Do you think it's just I, I'm being a, a ridiculous? I just think it should be co-champions. I mean, you're asking me to care about like the Wyndham Rewards or something right now. Who won the? This Wyndham is a Rewards. banner. Just, this is a, a banner. Well, it depends on what kind of institution you're. Yes, I, mean, I don't know. Do people hate regular season? We do at Illinois championship. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think just move on. All right. It's a strange year. It's a quirky year. I can, I get your gripe. I think it's a it's they it's an allowable grievance. I think you're allowed to be aggrieved about it, but it just it's a wacky year. I don't think I don't think we Here's can throw our thing. hands up and get Here's the thing that it. bugs me the most. Their women's team at the end of this month is ready to go. They play a game right away. Illinois was scheduled to play that same day. They ducked them. They moved them. They said they weren't ready to go. Michigan? Yeah. Because their men's okay. and women's programs okay. get shut down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They duck. Yeah. They. They're. It's the night that they're allowed to play again, and it's you know the Illinois game was scheduled for that night, and they said no, we're not playing Illinois. We're they were afraid to play Illinois. I just think it's dicey territory. I get the that women's team played for... <laughs> that same day. Yeah, but maybe the kids on the men's team were really hurt and try to get over the. I don't the think COVID that was it. Like, I wasn't the situation. I think it's dicey to start going that. Well, then they needed like a week of practice ramp up after a month off, and that's why they they didn't play all these games. Yeah, and because of it, then Illinois had to play four games in eight nights. You can tell it's not a major because we're doing this right in the middle of the preview episode. All I right. get. I, I understand. I appreciate you. Getting this out into the public forum. At this, this is point. a problem. Town is... crier, shouting about stuff and Big Ten regular season basketball. I haven't made an opinion. I, I wanted your opinion. I just don't think. I don't think. I don't think it's. I don't know. Maybe when it comes to seeding or something, you might get pissed about it in the big dance. I don't know. It just doesn't feel significant enough. But I understand. I understand your point of view. I'm not saying it's baseless. And like these kids that, that are on the team, they could say they won a Big Ten title. Right. I know. I know. I know. There are, as we know, there's legacy. Record books should mean something. It's some bullshit. I can. Should we get the tea times? Feature groups. They got Victor Hovland. You did. You crushed them. I think that should probably rule the day. I think the head-to-head should end up being the tiebreaker, right? You know, as opposed to winning percentage. We, I think at, we won at Michigan, game. too. I saw it. Christ Without God. our best player. You know what we didn't ask for? We didn't ask for the game to be rescheduled. That's fair. Victor Hovland, Patrick Cantlay, and Justin Thomas are featured group. Sergio, Webb, and Rory. Um, Patrick Reed. Those are all past champions, right? Sergio Webb and Rory. Reed, Rom, and Spieth. Spieth is, has to jump on that grenade after Brooksy WD'd. B- Bryson, Colin Morikawa, and DJ, which is just a Spieth and delightful. Reed together. Yeah. I mean, God. And Spieth had to already see that they released it with Brooksy in there. Brooksy WDs. Normally they'd put, you know, Kramer Hickok or Anderbon would have filled the spot. Our boy Andrew Putnam been... <laughs> might have gotten in there. Yeah, how about Andrew Putnam? Glad he listened to the yeah, show. We, we talk about all the, we talk about everybody on tour. We, this is what we try to do. We try to provide platform. You know, all the, you watch these events, you need Jazzy J to get in contention to hear about how he signs his, makes his signature with a musical note. If you listen to Shotgun Start, you would have heard that year, two years ago. This has been, you know, 
shouting, using a megaphone on these guys. We celebrate the PGA Tour, I think, more than they give us credit for. Anyways, those are your featured groups. Thick Boy, Colin, and DJ. Can I call out one of my favorite groups? Yes, please. Lanto Griffin, former FedEx Cup number one. Corey Uh Connors and Ricky Tour Live. Ricky Fowler. Interesting. Now, nothing against Lanto and Mr. C.T. Connors. That's just generally not the airspace that Ricky's flying in when it comes to, you know, sex appeal on the tee sheet, right? Is that a fair characterization? Not not to knock those other guys? It, you even know though maybe they've accomplished more than Ricky in recent years by getting a number one in the FedEx Cup and other things, but... it's a It's a group that kind of represents where ricky is right now in the world of golf outside of this he's of. number one in endorsements about number 95 and relevance on the course and i don't want to drive by shoot ricky come I hope on he plays it seems better. like you are it just was what else it was got? jarring to see that well i think they did last year's champion dirty hideki he won this event <laughs> last year and he's He's playing with one of my favorites, Siwoo, Big Woo-Woo Kim, former Players Champ. I guess he did, they did put him with a former Players Champ. There you go. That's, that's a good group. Two of the last four Players Champions. Do you think Chris Harris Kirk, Luke, Luke List, and Bo Hogue is the least amount of letters you could have in a three-man <laughs> tea time? Chris Kirk, Luke List, and Bo Hogue. It's like they're doing getting cheeky with that. Um, it's a pretty. What else? What else do you like? Least consonant. What is it? Consonants. Letters. Yeah, yeah. consonants. Yeah. Consonants. Is that when you clap? <laughs> Col- Syllables. Colin Morikawa. Syllables. How many is Syllables. that? Two. So let's not. Morikawa is three, let's right? Not embarrass ourselves. Would Morikawa be three? More e cow a. I think it's four. Four. Wow. More e cow. Chris Nobody Kirk. Needs to hear this. I feel like I'm with my Luke kids List. doing phonics. Bo Hogue. There's six six syllables in that group. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. It is incredible. <laughs> it's truly <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, I think Beach just pulled their sponsorship. Um all right, what else? What other tea times do you like? Any others jump off the page? Jim Herman, Ryan Armour. Mackenzie Hughes got two of the two of the great journeymen on tour, Armour and Hermie. <laughs> then they threw Mackenzie Hughes in there. Yeah, I think they should have gone with like Nate Lashley. Throw him in there too. That's fair. Chez Chez is gonna be you know speed speed training Chez is going to test his all of his training against Bubba Watson. I saw that. I saw that. They kind of did uh I don't know. I I love Burger, Scott and Lowry. Shane Lowry. I mean Lowry hasn't done much, but uh that's kind of a sexy pairing. They did Neiman dirty. Who do you Threw th- him with Tyler Duncan and Martin Laird. That just doesn't seem to be his kind of airspace. He's, He's played 20... so good. I know. There's just with these also rants. If you were going to join one of these groups as a fourth, which one would you most want to be a part of? I haven't looked that closely. And which one would you least want to be a part of? 
Oh God, I'd probably want to be at least part of Jimmy Kay, uh, Jimmy Walker and Son Kane are in a group. Brandon <laughs> Grace is in it. Seems like a nice guy. I have nothing against him, but Son Kane and Jimmy Walker would be insufferable. I just feel like um, that's the least for sure. I got. I what read, about you, Andrew Landry? I like I like Cameron Champ, but I you know I don't think he'd be the most interesting conversation. Um, sure, and Brendan sure. Steele. That's probably the group I'd least like to join. That's a bad one. That's a tough. Most like to join. Maybe Burger Scott and Lowry. That'd be a fun group. That's a great. There's some real, like, if you get those guys talking candidly and not in front of a microphone, I think Adam Scott has some spicy opinions, but he's always, you know, professional buttoned up, usually in front of the microphone. Burger, similar. Lowry, similar. That They, they would be great. What about, what about uh, the town crier, Woodland and, and Poulter? With? Oh, <laughs> God. I feel bad. What did Gary Woodland do to deserve that? Oh, by it all would, accounts, he's it a would be nice guy. So funny though to watch to listen to, to Herschel and Poulter yap all day. Oh, just angry about this, that, and the other. God, that. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it. But uh, okay, any other tea times you want to call out? Or are you good? I'm good. We did our syllable clapping. It's a good tee sheet. It's a great field. We're missing Tiger. We're missing Brooksy. Um, but I can't, you know, I'm very excited to see this field take on the, the test that is TPC Sawgrass Stadium course. Uh, what other news? Do anything jump off the page for you on a press conference day? Aside, everybody asked about the 12th tee. The big thing that came out, a lot of drama. We always need stuff to talk about, you know, on these uh, practice round days at majors and faux majors. Uh, 18, they, they made internal OB on the side of 18. I guess it's the ninth hole, technically. For fan safety, maybe, I don't know what, under the guise of fan safety. People call it the Bryson rule. I don't know that they actually named it the Bryson rule in the announcement, but yeah. For fan safety, I, I, I thought it was amusing that they were very quick to cite like other organizations doing this, like the Open Championship doing it at, I want to say it was Liverpool, maybe. Um interior be with the wanting you know, wanting to uh hide behind a veil without approaching the real issue what right right and like just just like people are gonna say this is a one-off a junior did this a junior playing the back tees did this right like a Bradley couple, Romine yes. had a great article, the Sahada line. I yeah. don't want to pronounce that incorrectly, but apparently he also has ball speed up in like the Bryson ball speed. Or something he has like Bryson that. ball yeah. speed. He's like a and, 17 uh, year old kid. And would, how about that? How about like this is a junior golfer having the gumption shows up at Sawgrass. He goes, the hell with this. I'm just going to let it rip. I mean, you know, then you don't have the big, Morgan Stanley, Optum, Grant Thornton, you know, chalets all down that lakeside. And maybe it just it opens and looks more natural to go that way. And he just ripped at it. But kind of cool. If you're that, if you're a junior golfer, you're playing at the uh, the home of PGA Tour golf, not the home of golf. And just step up on the 18 and just, nah, I'm not going to go that way. I'm, I'm going to invent a new game here and rip it up the other side. So, uh, I don't know. What, I mean, it's, Fine. Are you okay that they did it? I mean, it's unfortunate. It would have been fun to see him try it and do it. I mean, um, one week, af- one week after the social impression explosion, you know, for the tour. 
They they limit the you know the social teams the one that's the big loser here lose out yeah what are the, all the aggregators the are the ones that lose their, out that's a sad I think Lou Brown had a great tweet about like it's always good until the dog you know now they want to hump your leg the dog's trying to come hump your own leg and so they're at the home and they got to take a stand and, and make it internal OB I don't have any strong reaction it seems un- unlikely that he was actually going to do it during play. But uh, I still think it's a little chicken shit by the tour. Just let it, let it, let him play, let, let him play, out there. let him play the yeah. way he wants to play. Yeah. On course, ob me... stinks, but maybe we should just. I mean, was it really a fan risk? <laughs> There's Seemed well, it, you know, if you read Jay's press conference, he's you know it's only twenty percent on the stadium course, so sh- we shouldn't be worried about anything. I like how they asked him. Literally, his whole like, press well, conference was about COVID. I'm sure he loved that. I was, I, I was waiting. Well, I guess. What was his reaction? What was his answer on the distance report? All I saw was just kind of rambling. It was rambling. Really nothing. It. it was like we're going to work, but we, we, I'm happy our players are speaking their minds. Oh, so he's getting behind them. Yeah, he's always behind the players. Uh, did he, I, can I, I looked around for this because Garrett uh, Morris had tweeted it this weekend. It's a little note on the town crier from his, is the quote from his college coach, Buddy Alexander. Yeah. Great quote. Yep. Billy loves to talk and sometimes his mouth runs faster than his brain. <laughs> so good. So good. We know he loves to talk. That's all. Co- I mean, this that was a quote when he was like 18 years old or something. I, Here we are. I have to say that his mouth runs faster than his brain still. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Any other thoughts on uh, press conference day, I guess? I don't know. Rory walked his back, his comments about being despondent a little bit. He's like, there's no personnel changes coming. I still believe my best golf's ahead of me. All that stuff. DJ's writing down his champions tour or his champions. Oh, that was so menu. good. It's like, how are you going to do that? I'm, I'm going to write it down. Well, they asked him, they asked, the question was, you know, have you worked on your champions dinner? Thought about it? And he goes, no, I need to work on that this week. Yeah. And that follow up, great follow up. What's work on it mean? He goes, I have to yeah. write it down. <laughs> <laughs> he might be I the like, press uh, conference. Best press conference. Well, Doug Ferguson asked him, like, you're from South Carolina, the Masters. You obviously have a ton of memories of that, like, growing up with it. What are your memories of this? And, like, I was worried, like, the tour had to be getting red-faced. Like, oh, God, is he going to say he has no memories of this? And we also just cited the Masters, of course. And he pulled one out of his, you know, the, his somewhere in his head about Davis's, Davis loves this third shot from 16 the pine straw he's like that was like a great shot of course there's a tiger putt but it's hard to forget that because they played on tv every five seconds on the golf challenge like you never stop playing it so he took a shot at the the better than most putt just always being played so So this is 20 year uh, anniversary of the the better than most putt that's true that's true does dj Um, hate tiger is that that what you could convey from that i think he hates being you know, oversaturated. All that. all the press conferences are like five pages. DJ's is three. <laughs> Good. Anything else that jumped out to you? I have Webb Simpson in news. He just says it sounds like he's not going to go play the Olympics at all. At all. 
He's just like at this stage of my career, you know, it's more important is the uh, the FedEx. The playoffs are more important than the Olympics. That's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> that I just. It would be I, a hard one for me to go to knowing what's at stake here on the PGA Tour. It would be an honor to represent the country. Nothing against the Olympics, but I'm personally more interested in trying to win majors, the players, and the FedEx Cup than be a medalist in the Olympics. It's exciting for me, but the thought of going halfway around the world for that time frame and that part of our season is really tough for me to swallow. So there you have it. Is That was news from the press conference. I mean, what do you think about that? Um, I think you have the FedEx Cup every year. And who cares? I don't know, right? I would, you, you have the Olympics once every four years, and probably only ex- once or twice in your career. Hardest, be quali- hardest tournament to qualify for. Yeah. Unless you change your nationality. Yeah. So. Hard, it's American <laughs> hardest tournament to qualify yes. for. Like, yes. And like yes. probably most unique experience. It kind of, and I don't want this to come across uh, as stereotyping, but. You remember when we did the flashback on um, Colsarts and he talked about yeah. how little culture there was on the PGA Tour? Yeah. This is like a perfect example of people like the opportunity to go be an Olympian and to hang out with like the other greatest athletes in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. Represent your country. I'm sorry. These guys have so much money that would qualify. It's utterly unbelievable to me that it's even a question um because you're talking about like one of the rarest things that any athlete can go do and right. to be a qualified for that as an american golfer is insane opportunity to pass up just the the amount like the experience would be has to be one of the best ones ever like i know ricky we bang out but ricky perfect yeah, example like cool. he like the week uh, the week of he was talking about how unbelievable it was right right it's a big hey, miss while we're on web while we're on web what's your one and done pick because web simpson is mine for this week wow. we never did one and dones earlier i think i'm gonna go with webby so uh um, i'm taking patrick cantlay what is this okay very good choice you're, you're oh. not worried about a stomach issue wd hey from i just concession just want to what late breaking news quote from Xander Shoffley. Shoffley. Will Knights texts us during the, we need to get Will as a producer. So he could just pop in we, and start talking in the middle of this. Instead of us producer. All right. What's this Shoffley quote? Hitting toward trouble sounds weird, but you want to be more aggressive on certain shots here because if you bail on the obvious side, you'll have a tougher time ahead. Oh, wait, Hunting. Does it? Does that sound like angles matter? Hunting angles. I was gonna whoa. say. Whoa! Whoa! Wait! Hunting angles. Hunting. Ah, <laughs> uh, taking a victory lap there. Are you? Man, I've been told that data boys are speechless. This is unbelievable. You're happy with that quote. Anything else from the uh, Players' Championship? What, uh, no, nothing. You got anything I else? Mean, we, we talk about it every year. We'll talk about it on Friday. You know, of course, 
March versus May, Rye Overseed. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm curious to see what they change to 12 next year, but maybe we'll do that on Monday's episode. News, Canadian Open canceled, which is sad. National Open, Canada, two years running, not going to be on the schedule. Um, they will, sounds like, resolve to find some sort of fill-in event. I saw someone, I'm sorry, I can't remember who, suggested it might be Muirfield Village again. It'll be the week before the U.S. Open. Uh, so you don't want to get, I don't know, too far afield in terms of locations. But would be cool to, I don't know, go to a different market. Go to a different course. Whip up a title sponsor somewhere. I know you can't do this in a matter of months. But is there is there an ideal place you would love to see a fill-in one-time event that to, to take the place of the Canadian Open this summer yeah, before I, the U.S. I Open? I replied to Brentley, a friend, Brentley, yep. friend of the program. Yep. Golden Ocala. Yep. Oh, come on. They'd have fans. They could have a yeah. That would be kind of amusing. I mean, with the with it on the West Coast, a West Coast venue probably would be best. So be nice, right? Yeah, get a little everybody prim- always goes in to the summer. Bay, the summer primetime golf. What about Bandon? That's not gonna happen. Come on, the tour, the tour, the traveling tour going to Bandon. Those guys having to play like those USAM conditions, you know, ball, ball, you know, going different places once it hits the ground. Come on. I mean, it'd be delightful for us, but I just, yeah, don't think it would be great. It, it, I'm not it just realistically doesn't seem possible. It's going to be at Muirfield or something like that. Muirfield, not the one in Scotland, not the one that, that may or may not be the tribute holes in Ocala, but Muirfield Village. I, I don't know. No. It just seems. It's fun to bandy about the opportunities, the possibilities, right? Think about something. There's a TPC, uh, that TPC, it'll be Sherwood, and San Francisco area. Free rent there. Harding Park? No, well, there's Harding Park. The other one, Stonebrae, Vallejo, or whatever it's called. Yeah, Yeah, Stonebrae. Yeah, yeah. Hey, should we do Masters Fact of the Day? Get out of here. Yeah, sure. It's it's Players Week. I'd love to do Masters Fact of the Day. (laughs) So I neglected to do this on Monday. Bama Bearcat was at Augusta last weekend with Hermie. Uh, so he's sending facts hot and heavy. I neglected to do this Monday, though. It's an Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer themed because we're coming from Mr. Palmer's event at Bay Hill. I'm meant to do this Monday. It'll now be Wednesday, Wednesday Masters Fact of the Day. So we talked about the 1958 Masters, right, last year. The crazy drop. I think it was maybe two years ago. That was a fact of the day, right, on 12 with Venturi and he, you know, he says it's embedded. The rules official says it's not embedded. He plays it, gets a double bogey, goes back, drops another ball, makes, I think, a par. And, you know, they come riding out and say, yeah, just take the second ball. It's a par. But the other circumstances around the 58, you know about how Hogan hated him, right? Mm-hmm. This is from Tom Callens. Like, everybody loved Arnold. Ben Hogan did not. This is Gary Player. For some reason, he was at his meanest with Arnold. Uh, this was at a dinner in 1958, just before the Masters. Palmer Player and Hogan were at a dinner together with a gain of other tour pros in New York City. <clears throat> I'm surprised Hogan went, Gary Player said. He didn't go to many functions like that. During dinner, Ben was very, very rude to Arnold. We were all t- talking about swings, and Arnold was in the middle of saying something when Hogan cut him off. What do you know about the goddamn swing, he said. With that swing you've got, with that swing you've got, the whole table went quiet. 
Ben had to be joking, Dan Jenkins said, and was probably a little overserved. In those days, everybody joked about Palmer's swing. Gary Player said, Arnold just swallowed it. He could have reached over and snapped Hogan in half. So let's go a few weeks later. You know, this is in New York. Now they're at the 58 Masters. Um, and they play a practice round together. Hogan um, Hogan and Palmer in a practice round together. And, and Dal Finsterwald and uh, Palmer beat Jack Burke and Hogan in, in a practice round money game. And so they go to the, the locker room, the lunchroom after. Uh, Arnie and Finsty get to the lunchroom first, this player. The other two come in, and Hogan went to a different table. Arnie heard him say to Jackie, how in the hell did he get in the Masters? And Palmer said, he said it just loud enough to make sure I heard it. <laughs> so this is practice round, a couple weeks after the whole New York thing. And then, That's of course, story. 19... 19- 58, he goes out and wins it. Uh, so after Arnold won that we just talked about specifics, the Venturi thing. After Arnold won the 58 Masters, did he throw his victory back in Hogan's face? What would have been the point of that, he said. I admit, though, I felt an extra touch of personal satisfaction. And maybe you could see it in the next time he looked at me. When I first came to Augusta, peeking through all those magnificent trees, it was such a thrill. You know, I read Byron's book and Jones's book. I remember the things that happened to them. To actually know them, to see them play, to play with them, to eat with them, to have them call me by my name meant so much to me. I wanted to hear my name on Hogan's lips, too. I'll admit it. I ached for that. But to the day he died, he never pronounced Arnold, and he never pronounced Palmer. It was always fella or hey you. I resented the hell out of it, but there was nothing I could do about it. That's your master's fact of the day. Little little Hogan, Palmer animosity, the the sort of lunchroom comment, and then he went out and won it in 1958. So amid some other on-course controversy, which has been a past master's fact of the day. Meant to be a Bay Hill-related Arnold Palmer master's fact of the day. So, all right, we're off. Ready? You ready for the gold standard? Are you very excited? I am. Xander might be my favorite player. (laughs) Oh, my God, you're just... Reveling in those quotes. What's the concert tonight? You think they're just going to have, you know, for safety protocols and as for posterity, they're going to have two wayfish dudes just kind of work through a carton of marbles out by 17, just as sort of a symbolic concert. Carton of marbles. I got to go. There you go. All right. I can tell. (laughs) Me too. Everyone enjoy the players. We'll be back Friday.